Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, a faux fiction audio production published by Not a Pipe Publishing. Super Guy by Kurt Klopton. Super Guy, the generic alternative. Less superhero hype, same superhero quality. Chapter 25. Do I get a cape? You really want one? She was sitting at the conference table in the expanded control room watching Roger and Oliver open the box from the DSF containing the flying serum. It was like watching two boys on Christmas morning, only those kids wouldn't be as excited as these two grown men were. Granted, this probably was the best present ever. Capes are cool! said Roger while trying to tear the package open. God, they use really good tape. It's not so much for the coolness or for the flying. It's so I can cover myself when needed, said Oliver. He pantomimed, covering himself with a cape as he did it. When he saw how Emma was looking at him, he complained. Did I tell you about the ladies from the Flower and Garden Society? (sighs) Yes, we've heard. No podium, just the lone microphone stand and strong lighting. And they were creepy. Let it go. No, that's just it. There was a podium when I first arrived. They dragged it off to the side and left me with just a microphone. You should have seen it. Three old ladies dragging this big wooden podium. I asked if I could help, but they just giggled and averted their eyes. Creepy. Old ladies shouldn't be creepy. Weird or crabby, sometimes wise, but not creepy. I said, let it go. You won't have to give them another speech, although they have already contacted me about having you back. Too bad for them, you're more in demand now. Fame will set you free. Or at least keep the creepy old ladies at bay. He tugged at a flap on the box some more, then handed it to Oliver as he got up. Man, this is really good tape. I gotta get a knife. Oh, and you can't have a cape. At least, not yet. Why not? Asked Oliver holding the box as Roger rummaged through a nearby desk. Surprisingly enough, getting you a serum booster to fly was much easier than all the paperwork it will take to alter your uniform. Oh, that's true, said Roger as he returned with a box cutter. The DSF doesn't like changing uniforms. They've got a bit of an ego about their creations. They don't want folks making changes just because they dislike their gloves or something. Look, just get me the paperwork started to get me a cape. At least try. Maybe it'll take months, but it'll be worth it for me. Damn it! Broke the blade! This is really good tape! I wonder if it's hero quality. Roger got up to find a replacement blade. Forget it, Roger, said Oliver, taking the box and popping it open as easily as a pop-top on a can of soda. Nope. Not exactly hero quality. Careful. Don't break anything, warned Roger. He cringed as Oliver stuck his hand in the box. Yes, that's paid for. No returns. Okay, Rod, you get it out, said Oliver, removing his hand and giving the box to Roger. Roger took the box and set it on the table. He 
he pulled out a large piece of molded packing material, setting it aside carefully as a surgeon might a harvested organ, then reached in and pulled out a silver metallic cylinder. Very similar in shape and design to the original serum container, it had an opening on one end with the words insert finger here etched in the surface and on the side there was a glowing green display that read full. Oliver grabbed the cylinder from Roger who was doing this all a little too reverently and stuck it on his finger. He felt nothing but watched as the display changed from the green full to a red empty. Well, that was simple enough. When can I start flying? <sighs> You have absolutely no sense of occasion. Well, you won't be flying tomorrow. It works basically like the original serum, in that you'll see some slow change over the first several days. Like you might be able to float slightly or jump a little farther, but it will take at least a week or ten days before you're really flying. So don't go testing it by jumping off a building in the next five minutes. Not that it would matter much for you, just might upset the folks you land on. Speaking of upsetting, I thought you might want to know there are about three unauthorized biographies in the pipeline for you. Pretty much a race to see who can get one out first. What's there to write about? I didn't do anything before Superguy, and I've barely done anything since. Are they going to get my report cards and interview my third grade teacher? Hey, wait. My mom isn't writing one of them, is she? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> She's probably too busy writing her book on how to raise a superhero child. Yeah. Chapter 1. Make sure they survive until they're 18 and can move out. Chapter 2. Superhero Serum. I think that would pretty much cover it. But you fill it out with little anecdotes about toileting accidents and catching you with adult magazines under your mattress. Adult magazines? You're giving him too much credit. He squirreled away an underwear catalog at best. Oh yeah, for sure. J.C. Penny all the way. Those Yunker girls were just trashy. So true. Ah, Yonkers girls. Another thing. You've got several websites devoted to you now with plenty of pictures. Some of them not so innocent. Most of the more revealing ones are obviously photoshopped, but I do have to say your senior photo from high school is pretty special. Emma held up a printout of the picture. Roger started laughing. The combination of the pose, the sweater, and the hair is almost mind-blowing. I would say the hairstyle was a mullet if I didn't think mullets had died out at least 15 years before the photo was taken. Either way, a really classic look. Oh, that sweater! I love that sweater! <laughs> well, you two laugh all you want. You better just hope there aren't any bad pictures of you out there. Because you know they will add support people to the sites eventually. Actually, if this reality show thing goes through, you guys will be stars too. That means dedicated websites, creepy fans, and doctored photos for all. Both Emma and Roger stopped laughing. Oh, crap. <sighs> Ditto. I better go visit my mom and destroy all the old pictures I can find. She'll be holding them in front of the first camera that comes to her door. She doesn't know any better. Oh, crap. Well, there you go. Now you sound like a girl who's got something to hide. I like it. You can feel my pain. Roger's phone beeped, and he checked it. It's Joyce. A text. He read it, and then sat and thought. Wait, did I miss something? You usually do. A text from Joyce? What's up with that? Your pals with the supervillain who has the plot for taking over the world? Now, why doesn't that seem right? It's nothing sinister. I'm just helping him with the waitress. A little coaching. The waitress? The girl he wants to ask out? Yes, said Emma. 
not waiting for Roger to answer. She got up from her seat and moved around to look over Roger's shoulder at his phone. Did he ask her? No. He says, tried, got nervous, ordered pie again, don't like pie. God, he's hopeless. Roger shook his head sadly. Poor guy. Poor guy? Bad guy, remember? Supervillain. If that's not redundant, I think maybe you two could use a little reminder that he's the evil, evil bad guy. Bad and evil. Oh, just give him a break. Not everyone's serum makes them an instant stud muffin, irresistible to the ladies. Give him a break? What's what's wrong here? Just relax. I thought maybe it was an opportunity to mess the guy's world up a little. Maybe he can't efficiently put his plan into action if he's distracted by this. Or, if I want to be idiotically optimistic, maybe I help hook him up. He gets all happy and decides not to enslave the world. Harmless. And... I just want you to consider another possibility here. What if he doesn't get hooked up and it all goes really, really badly? Oh, it really goes south and he ends up both evil and bitter? Could be a problem. Good point. (sighs) That's what I'm saying. Thank you. We just can't let that happen. We've got to get them together, Roger. Oh yeah, forget all about the fancy gadgets and flying machines. Just get the bad guy a date. Don't think about the innocent woman you're trying to match up with the guy with the twisted brain, either. What does she matter? Well, you keep up with the supervillain dating game. In the meantime, I guess I'll do a little work. Emma, you have that list of Joyce Industries holdings in the area, right? Emma broke away from Roger and his phone and walked over to her files on the other side of the conference table. She searched for a minute and then pulled out a stapled set of papers. Here it is. All the buildings and businesses in the area owned by Joyce Industries or any of its subsidiaries. She slid it across the table to Oliver. Wow. That's a lot. I didn't think there'd be so many. What you gonna do? Shrugged Emma as she inched back around the table to Roger, who was texting again. So, I guess I'll be going at this the old-fashioned way. Investigating. Not that it's old-fashioned to me because I've never investigated anything before, but now I'm supposed to be good at it. You guys could probably help if you want. Maybe take a few places and drive by, see if anything looks promising. No, no. Said Emma, talking to Roger. Don't say that. He can't tell you're being a smartass in text. He doesn't know you. Oh yeah, that could be bad. How about this? Okay. I'll just start going through the list and checking these places out. Said Oliver, inching slowly toward the door. See if I can find anything suspicious, any kind of base of operations for his evil scheme of his. No, not quite. Here, gimme. Roger handed her the phone and she started typing. He leaned over to read it. Wait, girls like that? Sure, some love it. Right, good to know. You sure he can handle that? He could just end up with a lot more pie. Okay then, said Oliver in that uninspired way one does when they know the conversation's over for them. I'll go investigate. You two play love connection. Oliver only got vague grunts of response from his two friends, so he shrugged, pulled on his mask, and headed for the door. I'll just spend all night driving around looking at various buildings for signs of evil, world-enslaving schemes, (sighs) stupid evil schemes. God, I wish I could fly already. 
You have been listening to Super Guy by Kurt Klopton, a faux fiction audio production published by Not A Pipe Publishing. Look for the sequel to Super Guy coming this September. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. If you wish to listen to more episodes in advance, search patreon.com, then faux fiction audio, and sign up to be a monthly patron. Or stay tuned until the next week for your free episode. We will see you then. Addison is on the air. Do you love old time radio? Yeah! You know absolutely nothing about old-time radio. Also, yes. Then Madison on the Air is for you. Follow Madison, a modern-day makeup influencer, as she zapped back into the golden age of radio. Every episode is standalone with a wide variety of genres to choose from, like detective noir. You put the dick in private dick. Superheroes. So I am in the body of the green hornet. Westerns. Saloon fight. Now this is a western. Sci-fi. Dude, the Martian's got a freaking heat ray. Plus classic characters. Toto. Oh, I gotta get that dog into an obedience class. Really digging Dracula's OG goth style. <gasps> what if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Actual old-time radio scripts adapted. It's like if the MST3K riff tracks guys were in the movies they riff. Start at the beginning or jump around to any title that grabs you. New episodes premiere the first of every month. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.